welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and yesterday I had such a great time covering CD1 from the celebration of John Lawton that I thought, you know what, let's just jump right into CD number two, of course. Since I'm a little bit behind the release date on this one, um, you know, I would have uh, recorded these in succession anyway. But in real time in my life, I actually recorded yesterday's uh, episode that you heard yesterday and then today's episode I'm recording now. Uh, so when I say yesterday, it was actually yesterday. Um, but seriously, guys, I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of great music. Um, I couldn't pick a favorite by any means. I don't typically like to do that anyway. Although there are times when I'll say, you know, that's definitely one of my all time favorite songs because no matter how many times I've heard it, it always makes me smile. It always brings me back to a certain time or place in life. So uh, I put that on like an all time favorite list. But on yesterday's CD, we had 17 songs to uh, check out. Today, we've got another 16. So 33 songs for the price of admission on this two CD set, just crammed full of gems so far. Let's see what today has to offer. We're jumping right in with a song from Uriah Heap. This may well be the first time that I heard John Lawton since I'm still debating in my head whether it was The Butterfly Ball or Uriah Heap. I think this was on the best of Uriah Heap that I had. Um, that seems right to me. Uh, but again, which one I heard first, I have no idea. But I do remember listening to this uh, quite a bit. It was one of my favorite songs from that uh, best of. And this is called Feelings. Interesting. This version seems a little bit um, just kind of dry and lackluster for what I'm used to for this song. Um, but that's OK. You know, that's how he recorded it at that time. Um, personally, I think there's better versions out there. If you guys want to hear the review I did of this song, uh, I've got that link in the show notes for all the Uriah Heap songs that we're going to review on this CD or that we're going to talk about, I should say. Um, there will be links to the reviews I did for all those songs. You can always link to them through my website. Uh, I can tell you in uh, sometime in July, uh, the episodes will be down for a few days while I'm converting them to a different distributor, but uh, we'll be back up shortly. So if you happen to click on those links while it's down, um, come back in a couple of days and they will be there for your enjoyment. If it goes more than a couple of days, write me and let me know. I may have mislinked something in the conversion. I'm converting like 400 episodes. So um, it's a lot to uh, a lot to manage. Um, but yeah, that was Feelings. And that's, uh, you know, a great uh, Uriah Heap song. And that brings us to another Uriah Heap song. This one is called Tonight. Tonight. 
never promised you love that I couldn't give you. If I had nothing at all, you'd live like a queen. You give me your heart, I'll give you a So let me Well, first of all, the production on this is absolutely fantastic. Um, really crystal clear, uh, bright and, and uh, lively in, in both ears, very well balanced. Um, but the vocals, and John really delivers when he, you know, he's got his voice and, and it's got power to it. And he's very good at singing with power. But when he draws back and just sings the more gentler stuff, Personally, I think he shines equally, if not even more, because we don't get to hear it a lot. Normally, he's singing with a little bit more force, even on the slower songs. His his voice has got some power to it. Uh, but man, I just I just love this style when he sings. And uh, I don't think we got enough of that personally. But that's just me. There's a lot of his stuff I haven't heard yet. So maybe there's more out there than I realize. Very possible. But a cool song. Another Uriah Heap track. And again, uh, those reviews will be in the uh, the show notes where you can link to those. Uh, I What I've done um, since the actual um, distributor link is going to be changing, what I've done is I've linked it to my the individual web page I have for each of these songs because those the links to the pages will stay the same. The player that's on that page, uh, when I set up the new one, there'll be a new link for the player uh, where you can stream it off the website. But uh, the link to the actual page is the same. So these links will get you to the right website and the right page on the website. Uh, but whether the player is working is is really going to be what's going to be in question, depending on uh, the day you hit it. Hopefully everything will convert in a matter of a day or two and I can get everything relinked fairly quickly. Uh, we shall see. It's going to be a fun, fun project. <laughs> and I say that half-heartedly because it's going to be a chore, but uh, it's going to feel great when it's done. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Our next song is called It's a Long Way to Go. Unfortunately, I don't have any information on this recording, but uh, I can tell you it's really cool. Again, production, fantastic. Um, the song starts out, you know, as you can hear, 
in this sample clip, uh, just, you know, gentle. It's got some nice sounding guitars to it. Um, but man, it gets huge. I'm not talking tempo wise. I'm just talking sound wise. It sounds massive when it gets into the chorus, the backing vocals, uh, the guitars, everything just sound absolutely huge, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't compromise the quality of it at all. Um, not, it's not huge, like in a brick wall limiting way, but, uh, just, just massive use of the sound space. Very, very well done. If you really like heavy, I, I want to say almost gothic sounding music, this would be a great one to go to. Uh, really enjoyed this one. And uh, I would imagine if you're listening to this up to this point, especially if you've listened through yesterday's episode, you're probably going to like it too. Um, our next song is called uh, Mama Lou. This is listed as a live jam. I've not heard it yet. I don't know this song. So let's get into it. Yeah, this definitely has the makings of a live jam. Um, I don't know if this was a pre-written song or something that they just kind of started up on the fly. Definitely has a lot of crowd participation. So it seems like there was probably at least a structure for it. But, you know, that's kind of the nice thing with this kind of music is you could just start a riff. Everybody can join in and you can do it kind of campfire style where, you know, different people uh, just pop in with a verse or you know, somebody makes up a chorus and everybody jumps in on the repeat. Um, there's so many ways that you could do a song like this, but there is a lot of crowd participation. The one thing I will caution you on um, that uh, that stuck out to me, I don't think it was in the clip, but it's in the, the full song, is there are some real ear-piercing crowd whistles in this one. So um, just kind of keep an eye on your volume. Um, be ready to, to turn it down quickly or, or just kind of learn where those spots are. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, the crowd participation really makes it come alive. And uh, and that's nice. I'm sure being there would have been amazing. It sounds, again, like this might have been done uh, in that same concert uh, that we heard him singing in German earlier on the last CD. Not sure. But either way, the sound quality is really good, except for those whistles. And there's only so much you can do to uh, control that when you're recording live. So uh, that's that. But uh, yeah, a great track. I, I really liked it. Um, you know, live stuff really isn't my thing uh, as much, but that's OK, because there's plenty of great studio cuts on here to listen to as well. Uh, our next song is called I'll Be Here. And uh, the only uh, thing I could find on that was that it was done by the John Lawton Band. Ooh, 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 ooh
should have said Ain't no use denying I'm all out of trying What's been going through my head Can you still believe in Something that you keep lying Deep inside your heart Maybe you'll remember Maybe you'll surrender I mean, talk about a guy that was just born to be a lead singer. When you hear a song like this, you think, what a waste it would have been for him to have done anything else with his life. I mean, like to be, you know, like an office worker or whatever, and not using this incredible talent to uh, spread joy and and, uh, through music and help people feel things and bring out their emotions and everything that music is and everything that music does. Um, just an absolutely stunning song. It really kind of has a, a similar feel to Little Chalk Blue for me. And uh, you know how much I love that song if you listen to yesterday's episode. So uh, no reason I wouldn't uh, love this one just as much. So uh, considering our next song is also by the John Lawton Band, I'm very excited to hear it. It is called Written on the Wall. You know, it's hard for me to believe that this song is uh, just over four minutes because it went by so fast. It, it really did. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. It's a really good rocker. It's got a killer chorus to it. Very powerful. Um, some great guitar work in here. But uh, again, production is fantastic. You can hear the drums clearly. The bass is coming through. You can hear guitars, vocals. Everything is there. Um, just a, an excellent track. Really good rock and roller. Um Check out the full song when you get the full album, because uh, why wouldn't you? You're going to love it. The links are in the show notes for Cherry Red Records, as well as Amazon. You can get it in CD or download. And um, yeah, just just uh, absolutely beautiful. So our next song, uh, we go back to Uriah Heep. And this is called Been Away Too Long. And this was originally released on the Firefly album.
a great explosive live version of this song. You can't ask for better. I don't know why um, why they went with these particular versions of these songs. It could have to do with uh, getting rights and timing and all sorts of things, or maybe they just wanted to uh, give a different option because uh, you know the the studio versions are out there, well played. Uh, on the radio, probably um, on best of albums and things like that, like feelings. So uh, maybe they just wanted to give some alternate versions as well. But either way, it's nice to hear this very powerful. Uh, John and his band were absolutely on fire when they recorded this. And I'm glad that they chose to include this. Uh, our next song, Mama Nama, Mamo, Mamo Nama. I think it's Mamo Nama. I have no idea what that is, but... Uh, what I was able to find is it was recorded under the band name On The Rocks, which if you haven't heard the song On The Rocks by Ian Gillen on the Glory Road album, it's one of my favorites. Okay, it is Mamonama. I had it right. Uh, Boy, this is a really different song. First off, the opening. I absolutely love it. I love that picking on the guitar. Uh, It's got a great groove, really good tempo for that too. Um, But boy, this song is really interesting. It does not... If you played this for me, I would have no idea that that was John Lawton on lead, if it is. Uh, I could definitely hear it's him in the backing vocals, but I've never heard him do this style really does not uh, strike me as anything that sounds like his voice. Um, there's a little bit of spoken word in it too. Um, but boy, yeah, this is uh, this is probably the most shocking one on the album because it's the furthest thing that I've heard from what I know of his identity. Um, but uh, definitely a track worth listening to. It's a really cool track. Um, there's a really loud part though when the keyboard comes in um, it just, it's almost too much volume, but, uh, apart from that, uh, it's very well mixed. The, the balance of sounds is really good and it's a fun song. So check this one out, uh, in its entirety when you get the chance, when you get your copy of the CD, cause I know you're going to want one. Do I sound like I'm pitching this too much? Cause I really like this. And I think that you guys, if you're still listening, um, you most likely will too. So go get, it. uh, our next song is called shine. This one is another one credited uh, from what I could find to On The Rocks. Now, I do want to point out again um, that I don't have any information on where these individual tracks came from. So when I say uh, On The Rocks, that's who I see as the band that recorded this. But that does not necessarily mean that that's the performance we're hearing. When you guys get your copy of the CD or hopefully the download will come with the booklet. Uh, you'll be able to find that information uh, as well. I'm recording this well in advance of it actually coming out. 
So uh, that's where we're at. Let's get into it. Here is Shine. First of all, I absolutely love that guitar sound on this. The picking is great, but it sounds like there's a little bit of phaser underneath of that. And uh, that really brings about that uh, sort of almost ethereal sound. Really dig that. Um, there's some slide guitar in there that's really nice. But you know, this is a perfect example of what I was talking about earlier, where you hear John sing a gentle song or a gentle part of a song, but he still has power in his voice. So as opposed to, you know, one of the earlier songs, I can't remember now which one it was, but where I was saying it's very rare that we get to hear him sing this gently, it's because he normally sings like this. Even on the, you know, the more gentle songs, you can still hear a power, right, backing up his vocal. And uh, so this is the more normal, but it sounds so good. I mean, it really works. He's not overshadowing the song by using his full voice, but it sounds absolutely fantastic. And this is uh, definitely a highlight on the collection for me. And I think this should have really been in a film soundtrack. If it wasn't, uh, it should have been. And I will, uh, I'm just going to put my foot down on that because that should have happened. Uh, it's a great song. Just, you know, you get that unity feeling, you get that, uh, it's one of those songs that just kind of wraps its arms around you and gives you a hug and puts a blanket around you and says, you know, everything's going to be okay. And every once in a while, you just need a song like that. And this is a great, great song for that. Definitely like a, a, a go-to song for when you're feeling down. This would be a great one to put on. So add that to your playlist, folks. Our next one is again by On The Rocks. And this one is called Ride On. Not Right On, Ride On. Very, very aptly named. This is definitely a turn this up in the car as loud as you can and, and just cruise down the highway. Uh, don't do that in the residential zones. That's being an asshole. But uh, yeah, on the freeway, for sure. 
Um, definitely a very energetic song. That kind of picky. There's there's like a series of songs, and I was trying to to think of them. Uh, I know "Ride on the Highway" is one of them, but they just have like that similar picking. Some tempos vary a little bit between the songs, but there's like a similar feeling to them all. Interestingly, though, the verse has the same. It's the same or very similar progression to the song "Pac-Man Fever" by Buckner and Garcia, which is probably the most random sounding thing that you will hear me say on this podcast unless something even more random comes up, but it's unlikely, but a great road song for sure. A uh, very energetic, great, passionate vocal, um, really powerful song from beginning to end. So uh, a great one to add to your uh, travel tape or your travel mixtape as you were, or playlist, whatever you're doing. Uh, God, it's all changed so much now. Um, our next song is called Salvation. be honest, I'm not sure if that's German or not. There's parts of it that sound like they it, it could be, but there's parts that it might not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's just enjoyable to listen to. It's one of those things for me where it really doesn't matter because I'm not a lyric guy. So a lot of times I'll just listen to the vocals as another instrument. I won't necessarily break apart the story, what they're singing about. Um, and that all started for me listening to world music and Cirque du Soleil music and uh, Roma music and uh, just really not understanding what they were talking about anyway. What I like is that I can feel what that instrument is doing and get the emotion from it that way without knowing specifically what they're singing about. And um, so I just kind of got away from lyrics after after I got into those kind of things. So um, I don't know what language it is, but in any case, it sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, obviously, he's very comfortable singing in that style as we've heard uh, a couple of foreign language songs on this album. I say foreign because I'm c- coming from America. If you're in Germany listening to this, this is native language for you, unless it's not German. Um, but uh, this is really nice. And obviously, it's a great sign when you have a part like there is in this song where they just play and there's no vocals and the crowd just covers the vocals for you. So obviously, this was a, a popular song, one that they knew, uh, whether it was an original or a cover, I don't know. But in any case, uh, that's always a great sign when the crowd can just sing the song for you. Um, very nice, so very enjoyable. I would highly recommend a, a listen to the full track, a great live version. I would be curious to hear how the studio version sounds, because sometimes, you know, live versions of a song in this style can really bring about another level of the song that the studio versions don't always do. And even though I'm not that big on listening to live albums or live performances, except for like research purposes, um, this would be one that I think is a fantastic live track. So I'd be curious to hear the uh, actual studio version. 
Um, we're moving on now to song 12. This is by the uh, John Lawton's Gun Hill, and it's called River of Dreams. I have to say, this is just a beautifully constructed and performed song. Really has a vintage sound to it. So I don't know what uh, time period this came from. Uh, it could have been doctored up to sound a little more vintage for some reason. But uh, I love the opening with the electric piano and then the regular piano coming in. And then uh, the guitars are phenomenal. You know, this really reminds me a lot of something like Uriah Heep would have done. Um, really passionate guitars that fit the song. Really uh, great uh, keyboard and piano playing, passionate vocal, um, with the exception of uh, what you would get in the way of harmonies from Uriah Heep. This definitely feels very much like a Uriah Heep song. The solo feels very much uh, like something Mick Box would have played. Um, man, this is a this is just a great, great piece of music. I'm trying to think of, um, oh, a Circle of Hands, I think, is, is the, the one I would compare it to uh, as far as the solo goes. But um, yeah, other than the vocals being a little bit loud, um, I, I think the, the song is recorded and uh, mixed very, very well. I love the bass guitar on this. Um, just has like a really heavy, deep sound to it. Uh, absolutely perfect for this kind of song. I'm kind of disappointed that this is the only one that we're getting from John Lawton's Gun Hill because uh, I really like this. I'll have to dig into them uh, a little bit more and see what else they have out there. Uh, really good stuff. Um, but... We are going to go to the Intelligent Music Project for our next song, Fairy Tale. this is a really nice song. Um, it doesn't stand out as anything uh, particularly amazing to me, but that's just me. 
but it does have a nice feel to it. It's, it's one I wouldn't skip past if I were listening, say, you know, in the car uh, or just you know, playing the album while I'm doing stuff around the house. I wouldn't skip it, but it's not one I would necessarily say, wow, you got to check this song out because it's amazing. I think it's just a very good song, um, very well constructed, but there's no real highlight in it for me, um, except it, just a very nice vocal, very nice musical performance. Um, and that's okay. You know, not every song needs to be a, a powerful, impactful piece of music. Sometimes you just need a song that you could put on and just enjoy and not have to think about or invest much in just to have it on and, and let it make you smile. And for me, this would be a good track for that. Uh, so that's fairy tale. We're now going to move on to rain. Um, I have this uh, listed as the Lawton Dunning project. I don't think this is going to be a Uriah Heap cover because he wasn't um, a part of this song originally. However, I'm sure he performed it live many times, so it's possible that he did a cover of it. We're going to find out right now. Here is Rain. San Javier, give us some large for one of our best friends, John Lawton. Noches. there you have it. It is the Uriah Heep song. I would not have expected that. So uh, I don't know if this recording did come from the uh, Lawton Dunning project then. Uh, it may or may not have, but in any case, he pl he performed it with somebody and uh, it's a really beautiful version. This is such, um, I would think for a singer to be able to sing this song on a consistent basis and hit that emotion every single time would be a bit of a challenge because, you know, you play the song six, seven nights in a row, it might start getting a bit stale. But man, uh, John really nails the emotion on this song. And let's face it, the piano is important. Um, the sound is important. But really, this is a vocal delivered song. All the emotion is going to come from the vocal or at least 95% of it. Because, yeah, the piano does kind of matter a little bit um, and the production. But this is an absolutely stunning version. I really like it. Um, and for me, not being a, a big uh, live uh, recording guy, I think this is absolutely stunning. I would definitely listen to this again. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the original version. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's always been an incredibly beautiful song. Uh, so this comes from The Magician's Birthday, the uh, Uriah Heap album. I believe that was album number five, uh, following up Demons and Wizards. So this was still before John would join the band. It would be a few years yet before his part would uh, start with Uriah Heap. But uh, this is a really, really nice version. So uh, since this is a Uriah Heap song, I'm going to go ahead and throw the link in for my review of Rain. Um, if I remember right, I think there were two versions of it. Um, I could be wrong, but thinking thinking back, I think there were two. Uh, you'll find out anyway if you go to listen to the review. Um, but yeah, a beautiful, beautiful version. Um, John, you know, when you have somebody who can sing 
with such passion and really draw out emotion in a song, you can put them in front of pretty much any piece of music and they can do it. And John Lawton is definitely one of those guys. So, uh, wow, this is a podcast seems to be going really fast. I don't know if I'm just not being descriptive enough, but uh, we're only at like 36 minutes and we're almost done with this album already. Um, of course, yesterday uh, when I went through, I did a, a little bit of catching up because I hadn't done that in a while. So that extended the show a little bit. But in any case, um, here we go. Our next one is called Rock and Roll is My Thing. And uh, I found a connection through the Intelligent Music Project. another great road trip song um again this just like has the perfect tempo and uh, a very passionate vocal there's a couple spots i thought it's ironic because the only thing that i didn't like in the vocals when he was when he says rock and roll is my thing because he says it kind of plainly and that to me should be more like you know really the the most passionately delivered line in the entire song because that's at the heart of what he does of his profession um, especially in a rock song, you know, but it's got a great groove to it. Again, perfect tempo, um, definitely a song that uh, you can just get motivated by. Like it's if you put it on a playlist for, say, cleaning your house or cleaning out the garage or going and washing the car, like any chore, anything that you need motivation to do, this is a perfect song to just get yourself up and running. Even uh, waking up in the morning and getting out of bed, a lot of people like myself, I find I'm in uh, currently a sleep pattern where I go to bed really late and I still try to get up early, but I'm not ready to get up. So I just kind of lay there for a while. Um, This is like a perfect song I should put on in the morning and say, just get up, go do stuff. Maybe I'll give that a shot and see how it works. But uh, it's definitely an energetic piece of music. Um, really, really well-crafted. Very straightforward rock and roll. No uh, no bells and whistles, just straightforward rock and roll. And uh, sometimes you need some straightforward rock and roll. That's going to bring us to our very last song on this two-CD collection that I have just been loving so far. Last track is from the Intelligent Music Project, or original recording was from what I can see. And it's called The Things We Can't Do. And uh, that reminds me of uh, if any of you watch Lost, the show Lost, and you think of uh, John Locke, don't tell me what I can't do. Grace to come. 
comforts me I'm longing for It is a true eternity that covers me I got no more And so I get to see you all And see the rest that shine along To find there is no search no more What matters is to have you all If I could get along with you one that is possibly my kind to open up the secrets you're possessing. Wow, what a powerful song. There's such a great combination of, you know, orchestral sound and uh, rock band. Again, it kind of reminds me of the stuff that we heard yesterday on the Excalibur soundtrack, um, but it doesn't appear that this is from that project. Uh, in any case, it's very powerful, very well done, um, a bit haunting at the end, actually, but a great way to end this two CD collection and makes me immediately want to just start over at uh, the beginning of the first CD and just listen to the whole thing again. Um, I've talked on the show many times about the importance of your your first and final track and how an album should do that. Now you're talking about spanning it over a couple of CDs. But uh, certainly this ending is kind of haunting. It makes me want something a little bit happier and uh, makes me just want to go start uh, the the whole thing over again. But um, very, very cool song. A great choice for the final track, I have to say. In fact, I would say the uh, the order of songs that were chosen is very, very well crafted. Um, something that I don't always see, but I feel like there's a really good progression, even though I'm not actually listening to the album from beginning to end or the CD collection from beginning to end, um, because I'm listening to the song and then commenting on it. But I feel like the flow of it is uh, very, very well done. So kudos to whoever chose the order. Thank you to Cherry Red Records for setting me up with the ability to review this. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope you pick up the album. If you're uh, rock and roll fans or fans of uh, great singing or or just music with some really solid emotion in it, uh, this would be a great add to your collection. And, um, you know, thinking of uh, the connection that I made uh, just a bit ago to the show Lost, I will leave you with these words. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Wait, that was Heroes. Cheers. <laughs>